Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we're going to look at the subject, the structure of man. And with me today to talk about this is Pat, Julia and Corinne. So, Pat, the structure of man. What do you think about that? Yeah, hi, Paul. I think, for me, the, the most important man is physical and spiritual at the same time. And this is very often overlooked. And people often consider themselves just of a physical nature. And I think that's where a lot of the unrest in the world can be rooted because people don't know themselves as a whole. I know that simple knowledge and understanding has helped to to get to know ourselves more fully. The other thing I considered was we've been tutored about original qualities and there are qualities that are within all of us because the seed that is within us that the great mind gifted to us at our conception within that seed is all things in a sense and for example maybe impatience and come with a partner as such and it may be considered to be an opposite of that first quality and those things are there and surface within us within maybe a a life or a series of lives for us to work through like all things all tests all challenges the process we go through of first of all recognizing parts of ourselves our makeup and coming to understand that we work on it and the process of working through it there's so much learning within that because that quality will affect us it will affect other people that we interact with so it's almost it's like a little gift in a sense because coming through it the gift that is that it leaves us with is is a bit of wisdom that we earn through that processing and working through it. Thank you, Pat. Uh, Julia, what is the structure of man, would you say? Well, I think when we come to the earth, we are two. We are a spirit within a physical body, whereas at home we are simply a spirit. So the structure on the earth is that we obviously have 
a brain. We have all the physical organs of the body um, that we understand here on the earth. And as Pat has said, at the moment in the world, most people, I would guess, have forgotten that there is also a spirit within us as well. And really, that is the important part. That is where all our wisdom from our past is within and obviously could help people immensely if they realise this. So um, within the structure, we come with a tapestry of life, which is imprinted on the mind. And that obviously affects our life, perhaps physically quite a bit. And also spiritually because of what is written within the tapestry, what is programmed to happen, for example. And we also are surrounded by what we call an aura. Uh, we say the egg of life and really everything is contained within that egg of life. So our spirit with everything that we bring with us from our past our very core, our id, you know, how we were first culled, really everything of importance that we've ever experienced and uh, how we've lived before, we bring with us. But it is not necessarily easy to access, and especially within the world today because of how the world is. It's very noisy, and unfortunately the mind has become uh, suffocated. It hasn't been allowed to surface and the other thing I think that would help people is if they understood um, that we have a spirit within a physical, they wouldn't be talking so much about uh, how we might relate to our parents or grandparents. And really, that's a very, very small part of us. We are an individual and a very small part of our parents is a part of our structure. We are a unique spirit living a unique life, a tapestry of life written by the great mind. And that affects our environment that we're brought up in. It affects our beginnings because that would have been programmed to a certain extent, the parents that we have or don't have. And how much does our early years affect our life? I think it is a very important part of our life. But that is something we obviously see before we accept the life. We understand that, but it's an important part of, of how we go about our life, basically. Now, Corinne, it's true to say what, what Julia and Pat have said. Our lives are made up of both spirit and physical. Also, the physical does affect the way our life proceeds in so much whether we've been given a good brain, for example, or a poor brain, or whether we appear beautiful in the eyes of others or ugly in the eyes of others. So the physical body can affect the way that the person would, would be treated or, or have to deal with certain things through their life. So what would you like to say about that? Well, Paul, um, I think I, I understand what, what you mean. And 
all what you have said, I believe, is part of the tapestry. Now, as Patrick and Julia have already said, at this time on the earth, man being more and more physical has developed more his brain. I am believing it is tapestried whether someone is going perhaps to have an ability in, in uh, mathematics or another one will be a good writer. Another one will perhaps do handcraft. Everyone has got a gift for something and it can be in very different ways. Of course, this will affect the, the way of life. And I believe that it is tapestried this way for perhaps the lessons this spirit needs to learn in this special lifetime, in this special tapestry offered to this spirit for his spiritual evolution. Perhaps someone will have a beautiful body, a beautiful shape, but who knows inside this body, um, the spirit perhaps is very young. So some might admire this beautiful person, but who knows, perhaps it is still a difficult life for a young, a younger spirit, even being so beautiful and admired um, by others. Also, beauty is a gift, but it can be a burden. Um, beauty of the flesh, I mean, beauty of the body. It can involve sometimes also difficulties in, in, in the life, in the tapestry. So, as Julia has mentioned, we have got flaws as well, which is very much into the structure of man. And the way all this is tapestried is designed by the great mind. It has got a meaning, it has got a purpose. It is all to help us grow. So someone can be very ugly physically. It will be perhaps difficult, a difficult life, but perhaps it is an old spirit living his last life. And the last life on earth is the more difficult one. So you see, Paul, I am believing that all these different physical things are predestined. It is the same with a body who perhaps is weak, who perhaps um, is going to develop an illness. This would be tapestried. This would be tests that the spirit is experiencing for his evolution. Very good. Thank you very much, Corinne. So, Pat, we've realized now that there's many parts to um, 
the structure of man, whether it's the spirit, whether it's the physical body, and all that that involves. Also, there is another part of this that occurs with every physical and spiritual joining, if you like, and that is the keeper of the door. That's also part of the structure because everybody has one of those. So what would you like to say about the keeper of the door? Well, the keeper of the door, Paul, is a spirit that stands back from our right shoulder. Now, this has been talked about in mythology and fairy tales and people have suggested it, you know, in different ways. And it's been dismissed as, as I say, something of a fairy tale, maybe to keep little children in check. But it is a reality. And it is one of the jobs that spirit do and we may do when we return home. And it's, it is a role that spirit play that when a, another spirit takes a life on earth, we come into the body at the, at the moment of taking our first physical breath. The keeper of the door takes up their position behind our shoulder. And that their role is to, I was going to use the word influence. Now, that may be quite subtle at times. And maybe other times they may need to work harder. But what I do know is they will try to give us guidance until the point where we come to a freedom of choice. And these come within our lives, within our tapestries. And we may have a number, maybe four, five, six, seven or eight of these. And these are quite meaningful or very meaningful they're not everyday choices we we make about choosing the color of a jacket or something like that but it's something that will impact that life on quite a deep spiritual level the keeper of the door at that point will stand back because spirits in their wisdom and graciousness would consider it ungracious to interfere with us making that that decision on that critical point in the tapestry because it is for us to turn left or turn right at any particular crossroads and whatever we choose whether it would be considered on reflection the right decision or the wrong decision in one sense there will be learning from both, whatever decision we make. So at that point, the keeper of the door will stand back. But throughout the life, the spirit will be there to whisper in our ear, to maybe ask us to consider what we're doing. Do we think it's really right? And I think that the more we understand about spirits, as we all are, we will pick up our keeper of the door more readily. 
when we are quieter and we are not rushing and hustling and bustling around and we will be more open to the quiet word that the keeper of the door may be offering us where previously that quiet word may have been drowned out by the noise of our previous lives as it were thank you pat very good thank you very much julia now we don't think we're going to go into in too much detail but part of the physical structure contains the floors of the earth now these are seven in number i don't want to go into too much detail but they do exist that is part of the structure now could you give me a little bit of um, information about what you think a purpose of a floor is well it's to teach us about it basically we've been tutored that in the very beginnings of Eretha seven ancients came and each brought a floor and left it there within the earth and the purpose of that was as we all came and took lives and have taken many lives, we would have within our life and our structure, in our tapestry really, will be written that a certain floor or possibly two floors would have quite an impact on our life. We'd be tested in these areas. So we might have a life where there is a weakness, a flaw of jealousy, for example. So that would be very much written in within the tapestry and it might take a number of lives to work through a particular flaw. That would vary because we are individual at home as a spirit, and each life is very unique and has been designed for us by the great mind. So it may be that it only takes one or two lives to work through a particular flaw. Another one, for example, um, greed. Um, And we might take a few lives with that flaw and it might take longer for us to work through another flaw because we are very individual and Pat's touched on original qualities which are all part of our original makeup as a spirit when we are first culled so I think that all plays a part in how we might as an individual spirit react to lives on the earth and it's not really important how long it takes us to work through all these flaws. It's just a matter of of time. And eventually we will have learned enough about each flaw. We will have experienced it and understood it and realised the error of our ways with these different flaws and found some strength from living through them. And this is really the purpose of of coming to the earth, is to to learn, to find a little wisdom, perhaps, and some spiritual strength. So that is really the part that the flaws play on the earth, because they are not at home, because home is a place of balance. So we will have, um, everything will be kept in balance. It is only when we come to the earth that we are tested and we become out of balance with the flaws. Thank you, Julia. Very good. Uh, Corinne, now 
near the end of the life, the structure starts breaking down, doesn't it? It, it um, is a series of things that take place near the end of the life. So if you can give me some sort of understanding of what the end of a life would be like. At the end of the life, the spirit might be surfacing. The person eventually, uh, the body is decreasing if, if it is, the person is getting older. I do not speak of a sudden death. I do not speak of an accident here. But when a person is getting older, of course, the body is getting weaker, and perhaps the spirit is more surfacing. Now, at the time when we return home, the spirit is leaving the body. We will go through the tunnel. The keeper of the door is uh, making a sign on the shoulder and says, you can go, my friend. It is the end of, of this lifetime. And the keeper of the door will go to a place where he has to go at home. And there is certainly a spirit friend who is coming to take us home. We will go through the tunnel. and. At first, it might be dark, and we will see some light. And we will certainly be attracted by this light. And some people who have been experiencing near-death experience often speak of this tunnel, this light, and this wonderful feeling they they remember this great feeling of peace. And eventually, if it is the time to return, we will arrive in a garden, a wonderful garden, with all the flowers we can imagine are there. There is a lemon tree. We will see the colors, bright colors, the grass, very green, and we will hear the sound of the river of life, and we will cross this river, and on the other side, all our friends who are in spirit will come to, to welcome us back home. It is very joyful. We are happy. We are back home. Thank you, Corinne. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. So, Adino, would you like to add something to what's been said so far? Yes. Greetings. Yes. I think one element of this, which is important to add at this point, is that mankind in his structure, his physical structure, has evolved 
over many thousands of years. And your famous man of biology, Darwin, put forward his theory that man had evolved from apes. And may I say, in offering you truth, I can only say this is not so. But man has been developing and evolving his structure, his physical structure, to the way he is now. Most importantly, his brain has grown. Now, this has happened at the loss by really overshadowing the strength of the mind, which is the spiritual part of man. So when man, archaeologists, scientists, look back at earlier forms of man and they see a difference in the structure, one thing which is often noted and spoken of very strongly is that the size of the brain is smaller in capacity than it is today. So consequently, the evidence for man proves that these people of times ago were not as wise and intelligent as mankind is today. And this simply is not true because those people were using their minds more than man does today. And the consequence of that is that they were more sensitive, they were wiser in some ways, they had knowledge and understanding, and in particular, very often they were more in touch with their spiritual heritage, where they come from, and a lot more reasoning, which man has lost in the development of his physical sophistication, which is so evident today. Something I would like people to consider. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www erasmus-foundation.org If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you.
Thank you very much for listening.